Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Reverend Guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first ever S-Type Guitar. In true Reverend style, this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics. Introducing the Gill Paris GPS signature model from Reverend Guitars. Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-Type. In fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid single-width pickup. These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative. Check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitar's mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, season two, episode six. I am your host, Joe Branson, joined this week by JD Short. Hello. Matt Knight. Hello. And Jay Cross. All right, mate. Exactly. There you go, Jay. Continuing my trend of not putting you on the spot first so you have time to think of a, a response. You're welcome. <laughs> you're just going to dub in me saying thank you there or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Jay. I, yes, I, 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 I do look nice today. I appreciate the comment. In fact, everything you say from now on will just be dubbed in of me doing an impression. You've got the, of you. you got the oh, right, not even just like a soundboard from uh, previous episodes. <laughs> no, I'm going to get a voice actor to play you, and then is it going to be you? I want. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I can do it. I, I tried it once before on that quiz. Uh, yeah, where we I had remember. To do impressions of each other. We've got very um, different timbres, don't we? <coughs> yes, yes, yeah. I think you're you're more um, sort of upper mids focused, like a really focused, almost like limited voice. Is in like there's a hard limiter on your sort of upper <laughs> mids, and mm-hmm. I think I'm more of a broad. Um, there's kind of a a bit of a broad spectrum to to my range because I can be up here, but I can also deliver a nice, close, reassuring broadcasting voice. I mean, so- we've talked about this before, but you really should go into like voice <laughs> acting or something. You know, I can just imagine you being like, "Hello there, would you like a pension?" <laughs> I, <laughs> I. 
the pension man have many pensions on offer. But also, you you could be like, all right there, how you doing? Yeah, you want you want buy a cardigan? I, I mean, I don't know. I assume that's what that, that <laughs> worked for get, me. That that's what for they me. get Cockneys to advertise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say I would love to do a pensions ad here at AMP Pensions. We've got your health in our hands yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that you know what does the p in amp pensions I, I don't know it's age and pension i guess oh the age uh, and pensions pensions yeah. or maybe it's the <laughs> name of the two people that do it it's like uh arnold's and that's exactly what it is he loves port he loves pensions port and pensions that's his middle name uh, anyway, this uh, yes, this week, um, oh, this week there's a there's a bunch of new things to talk about. Things that we're not going to talk about this week include probably the 2021 Epiphone lineup and the new signature Strandbergs, because neither of them made it into our little list of things that we especially wanted to talk about. But those are things that have happened. Um, last week, me and Matt finished the home recording series, season two, a four episode miniseries, and my goodness, oh. The feedback we've had has been fantastic. Thank you, people, listeners. People love two chumps who have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> mumble on for four hours <laughs> about someone recording actually, at home. Someone actually said that in the in the comments because we obviously did the first series of this and, and feedback was kind of mixed. I think a lot of people felt that I'd gone a bit over everyone's heads in that I went and spoke to producers a lot of the time who started talking about the subtle nuances of um of of mic placement and and you know it just i think it was just maybe a a a touch too too extreme um and someone pointed out in the comments they were like there you are all all we needed for to make this series good was to find someone for joe to talk to who knew less than him (laughs) which was maybe that's maybe maybe what you've done now though is you've season two season one is actually season two Mm. You know what you've done is you've created season one early, yeah, and it's you know a taster for where people will end up after they have mastered the techniques that they will learn having listened to season two. You're absolutely right, and that's completely what I intended. So, yeah, dear I'm listener, sure. feel free to go back to season one later down the line. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good, Matt. We had a great time making a song. I was really happy with the song as it finished as well. Yeah, yeah, so was I. And uh, now I want to, uh, you know, attempt to actually try and do some some music. Put some pen to paper, finally. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, um, we are. And kind uh, of- worth, worth pointing out also, it was old uh, Matty Knight's birthday this week. Oh, of course, yeah. You get anything, get any cool music stuff, mate? Get any, like, I don't know, like sheet music or uh, <laughs> yeah. pens to write lyrics with or anything like that? Blank tab, you know, just write my yeah, own tab. Yeah, blank tabulature <laughs> paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three five five. You know, bit of a G power chord. You know, up to an A power chord. You know, classic. Okay, you're, t- I mean, you're talking there. my language. Okay, this this song sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, actually, I got no music stuff for my birthday. What did I get? Forgotten already. I mean, it sounds like you got. You know, I got beer. half, of the, got half beer, of the South Coast's uh, yeah beer delivery. But yeah, I got a lot of clothes. beer. Thankfully. Um, you know, bit of artwork um, and a game yes, for yeah, the Nintendo sorry, yeah, Switch. I, I, I'm glad I sent that to you. I had to, um, I had to sit for hours um, <laughs> for, <laughs> for that artwork. That, Again, Joe, yeah. you say that like that isn't something that you have already done. 
<laughs> I forgot True. about that until did you, you post it on Instagram or something or just That's on right. Facebook? That's it yeah, on just, Instagram, yeah. You absolute Wally, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I, I I genuinely found it the other day. It was it was sort of still unframed in my garage and I was like, I really need to get this up on a wall. It's very good. My uh the, the for listeners who don't know, as we didn't clarify, I had a portrait painted of my face. Like uh, Henry the Eighth or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get it on a wall somewhere. Anyway, Matt. Yes. So no no music related stuff for your birthday. No, I think um Amy would probably not like more stuff in mm. our one bedroom apartment. It's that already is, pretty full. I really that. could do with some more space. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I tell you sorry, John. I was gonna say, like I was just I was just thinking about this when you were talking about like the, the blank tablature paper, but like one thing that would be pretty cool is if you there was like tablature paper or something like that, but also had space for like effects and effects settings oh. and things like that. You know, like if you had tab and it would be like, Oh, this is chorus with blah blah blah, you know, like here's here's all my parameters for that like as you're like sort of changing and keeping track of everything like it'd be- it, it, it would be one of those things you'd look back through and go like time to record probably like dig out some of the notes that i've written and then you just look through it and it's just all pedal segs i've written no music for five years yeah. uh, but you've dialed in a great chorus but i've dialed yeah. in i probably yeah but the thing is with all of those times you, you, you're in the moment you listen to it oh what a great saying i remember that one dial it in again and then you're like Said rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, no, but good idea. Good well, JD, I think you found the you found the secret as to why MXTabs.net never survived. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Ta- no. Uh, effects settings option. What just, was MXTabs.net? MX. It was just, that was like the tab website that I used when I was. I don't know how however old I was when I was. I mean, I say however old I was when I was looking up tabs. I was literally looking up tabs. This afternoon, so you know, <laughs> but I was doing using Ultimate Guitar or whatever wow. it is that is M- the, the big one. MX Tabs have their own wiki page, do they? Uh, yeah. Great website. Uh, on October tenth, two thousand eleven, MXTabs.net shut down and redirected oh. all traffic to Songster with two R's dot com. Oh, okay. there we go. So- Songster's great, like for for those like I send loads of people to that because you could. It's also got like MIDI play along and stuff like that without needing to do anything else oh really needing to have yeah without needing to have like ultimate guitar pro or anything like that like a lot of the tracks there you can do it and some versions you can sort of select which instrument so it'll have everything like in the same page be like oh am i do i want to play guitar one or guitar two or bass or anything else um yeah it's like a lot of the stuff's like it's pretty cool it's sort of my it's one i prefer to go to actually does it i can't remember if it actually has um you know note notation as well as just like tabs like on the same line but that's also pretty useful when, oh, when tabs not, will have that it looks way better than what is it ultimate tabs.com where in ultimate the corner, guitar, don't don't be dissing ultimate ultimate guitar oh what well, in yeah. the corner where you've got the the person playing acoustic guitar when yeah, you're trying but, to learn through the fire and the flames by yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah it's just they automatically just like <laughs> add the title of the tab yeah. that you've got into the video and you're like I'm sure I've clicked on it once, going, oh, that'd be really handy, and then going, wait a second, this is definitely not the song that I like. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Songster looks pretty pretty, pretty good. It looks like Guitar Pro, but without having to pay for the expensive software. 
Yeah, I think there are like versions you can that are paid where it lets you do some like additional features. But, you know, if you're just looking for something a bit better than like an ASCII diagram in a text file or something <laughs> like that, you know, that you can be like, oh, this is neat. But yeah, like being able to like play along with like MIDI backing is, you know, pretty good if you're you're there and you just want to like, I mean, if you can play along with MIDI, you can play along with the actual album, right? Like I think so it's. It's pretty good. I yeah, like it. Let's let's go. I'm on the website now. Any difficulty? Advanced, obviously. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, Cliffs of Dover. Eruption by Van Halen. Oh, it's blank. I oh, know. No, it's just taking time to load. Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the uh, the run. This is the being being John Malkovich episode of the Guitar Nerd podcast. I am. Um, this looks great. Malkovich. I can't believe I've never. I can't believe I've never seen this before. I used it. There's even a tab for eruption. Like you say, it's not just someone who's done it in a Word document and then drawn a picture of a smiley face. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I think they actually they also like function as sort of like an aggregator as well. So it's it'll be like they sort of will take tabs from other sources and be like, oh, here's this from like Big Base tabs or some of the other places that exist out there that are more of the text document ones. Let's see. Oh, bloody lovely. Really cool. I've never used it at all. I think I'm actually, you know, gonna I, I can't try wait. and find a functional use for this. Yeah, I can't wait to load up one song that we want to learn. Give up after ten minutes and then go back to playing the pentatonic scale. <laughs> <laughs> what yep, does this Joe, four have you, four stand for? Have, have you ever had any uh, polymath tabs show up on any uh, tab websites? Um, I've never actually looked for them. I, I think it's unlikely. We've had a few. We've had bands cover our stuff before. <laughs> like there was a uh, there was a Belgian band. Um, um, I was trying to remember their name now, but I can't remember their name. But there was a Belgian band who were like p- a piano and drums band, a bit like uh-huh. um, Go Go Penguin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. They worked out a version of our, our songs into their set, and they were, you know, they they were quite well to do. They were bigger than we were, so that was that was pretty fun. And uh, I remember Matt, you sent me over a, a video of when you were in Japan <laughs> at Boss of one of the fellas at at Boss. Um, one of the guys who makes the pedals, he'd worked out a polymath yeah, song, and he was that just was so it. weird. Yeah. yeah, he was like, "Ah, oh, you're friends with Joe." I was like, "Yeah, unfortunately." And he went, "Oh, I love polymath," and then <laughs> and then proceeded to bust out that polymath song that you recorded for the uh, MS3 yeah. video. Um, yeah, and uh, I think you still owe them some merch, Joe. You probably sent that over. <laughs> yeah. I probably, probably. I think should. he wanted it signed as well. He wanted a signed EP from from the Polymath team to this guy in Japan. So they need to make that happen. Well, yeah, we we actually do. I actually I should do that. You should get, give me his details. I'll send him some stuff. I've just got you know. I will do. Here. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but I think you know, speaking of kind of safe space space saving stuff i know it was a while ago now that matt talked about not having room but space saving and talking about making more music matt um i was going to start talking about like each week just mention to the listeners a new plugin that i think is worth checking out you know just briefly for those of you who are recording so this week i picked up a copy of audio assault 
um, their du- duality bass studio, which is very, very good. So it's a it's a bass suite designed for rock and metal. It's fifty dollars, but it's currently down to six dollars and sixty six cents. Yes, um, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but it's really good, like a really thorough studio. I know, like. It's only a couple of weeks we've spoken about that, the um, the Waves Ampeg plugin, and that's actually free. And it is very, very good, but it's also very simple. Like that Ampeg plugin, for example, just has bass, treble, and a, a master, and then you get a few presets. And it's, you know, it's just the – I think there are two cabs. I think you can choose between a 410 and a 15 or an 810. Um, but, you know, it's still – it sounds excellent, that Ampeg one, but it's very, very slimmed down and simple which is fine if that's what you want but this is kind of the opposite the duality bass studio suite is very very thorough so you get a a three channel bass head you then get a separate parallel um it's a bass drive but there are several options so that bass drive you could make it a martial guitar rig that you are blending into your bass signal for example or there are loads of kind of simple bass um uh tones and i think kind of blending is the is the thing with this because not only do you have so three channel head which allows you to to blend sounds as well as just you know using one of them then you've got the the bass drive module which allows you to blend in whatever sounds you're you're creating from there it then has an effects rack where you've got like two eqs a chorus a delay and a reverb which you can You you can use that EQ to extend kind of the tonal range that the amp's capable of. And again, with all of those things, you can blend each one individually into your overall sound. And then just to top it off, on the cab side of things, they have a dual cab um, uh, uh, suite on there. And the IRs, you can also upload your own, but it comes with a huge range of IRs, including some great Ampeg cabs, some great heart key cabs, and even some Zilla cabs on there. And you can select your your first and your second cab, the mic that you're micing up that cab with, and then you can blend between cab A and cab B, um, which, which I think is a fantastic amount of tone shaping. Um, for a plug-in like a really great tool if you want to get really specific the ampig is a fantastic tool if you just want to sound good out of the box if you really want to hone a tone um then i really think it's it's very very good um but yes audio assault audio-assaults.com and the duality base studio very very worth picking up it's uh it's it's sold or promoted as being a, a full bass amp suite for rock and metal, but uh, you know, I mean, I was playing a, I was playing a Squire Bronco strung up with flats, and I thought I was able to get some pretty nice traditional tones out there. It had a single eighteen ampeg cap, um, and I thought with that in mind, I was able to, yeah, just get some really traditional sounding tones as well. Yeah, I I would say like I I have the plugin as well, and I really I think a lot the cab sims all sound like what you would expect for the option you pick like the like that there's ashdown and trace elliott cabs on there as well that i was both like yeah that that gives me the like a trace elliott vibe or the ashdown vibe like i was surprised at how good it wasn't flexible and it normally like metally like rocky like just super distorted bass isn't my vibe but it's like it's great to for me to like to have this plugin that like gives me the sound of something else that i don't have with my like 
my traditional setup of how I want my bass to sound. And it's like, yeah, I, I really, I mean, even for 50 us, like I, I think this is a no brainer plugin. Like I, I really like it. The other thing I think is dope is the, like the, the effects like you were talking about is that a lot of times when you're adding the effects, like they'll start with the mix all the way at zero. You know, I don't know if you notice that with like the delays and reverb so that it's like, so that, one, it's sort of telling you to like bring it in slowly or, you know, like just sort of like blend to taste as opposed to just sort of start it. Like a lot of the other ones, like some of the IK Multimedias and things, you'll do those and they'll have, they'll just be like, a f- you know, mixes at 100% and you go from like a normal tone to like this super huge washed out reverb tone just by adding it. You then have to deal it back. I, I just thought it was a really interesting design choice that I really enjoyed working with. Like, yeah, like yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's just yeah, I think well, really well designed, really thorough, and um, I, I, I just think there's everything on there, and I, I kind of agree. I'm, uh, I don't necessarily use those sort of modern rock and and metal tones, but I really like having it there as kind of an option for something, you know, rather than just slapping a drive on my normal kind of quite traditional bass plug-in i can you know i now have option to a suite that's really designed around aggressive bass but uh. yeah one other thing to call out too is like the duality runs as a standalone app as well so you don't have to run it in a daw if you don't want like you can just like plug into your laptop and run through that standalone app and have all the tones you want like if you're just playing or rehearsing you just want to like run through some stuff like i, th- I think the, the standalone app is also quite cool yeah yeah definitely I, I like it when people when when plugins allow you to use it as a, a a practice piece of equipment as well as just running it through your daw um yeah a really cool bit of gear kind of speaking about broncos we had uh of course we've mentioned on the podcast that the bass guitar nerds are gonna we're gonna be doing this um bronco modageddon um thing uh, and, yeah we're not calling it that but uh, the uh, the three broncos turned up the other day the three squire broncos so one for naomi one for jd and one for me um so you know i already just uh sort of off the back as matt you know same as you and we've spoken about it a few times but i also have one of those mcnelly pickups which i'm actually using for my saving for my fender music master my 1977 music master but i'm still waiting on a plate for uh the the music master um so uh, i was like well whilst i'm whilst i'm waiting i'll fit the mcnelly into a bronco so i did that popped the mcnelly in popped a set of labella flats and one thing I did was, you know, get a second Bronco out and try that with the Bronco pickup. My goodness, it sounds awful. <laughs> it's just <laughs> out of the box. like Because it's still a strap pickup. Like you take that plate off and look at the back and it's still the six pole pieces. But it's perfect for beginners. It's totally fine. But like, I mean, it's, you know, it's also a whatever it is, 150 pound bass so i'm not expecting any different but i was like oh this is this is a terrible sounding bass the neck incredibly comfortable very playable really nice um surprisingly thick and deep like the music master necks i don't know i just expected it to be a little bit more you know slim but it was really nice neck and uh i could not believe the difference this just the, Mc- the mcnelly pickup with the james's home of tone um harness 
made. And of course, you know, a set of like whatever, 50 quid Labella flats on there. But I was like, this sounds as good as anything else I own that costs thousands of pounds. So the set, the set of strings cost one third of the cost of the actual <laughs> bass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. but I was just like, I haven't been able to put it down all week. I, I mean, the McNally pickup isn't what I'll use for the mod mode, which is why I don't mind talking about it on this episode. But my goodness, that pickup's incredible. Like a really, really good. I can't believe the um, the substantial amount of difference that it has made. It's turned that thing into a completely pro quality instrument. Yeah, it's. Um, I can't. I can't speak highly enough of of that pickup and that combination. Now I just need to get the uh, vintage P bass ashtray cover for the bridge. And uh, oh yeah, rocking. I've got a couple of those actually kicking around. I've got one right next to me here. Oh, send it my way. You don't need it. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I like palm muting too much at the moment. I've been listening to too much of the Last of the Shadow Puppets and the the most recent Arctic Monkeys record, which their bass player has an old short-scale burns and he's basically palm muting with a plectrum the whole way through and it's just that vintage 60s sort of really swagger full bass tone. I'm very into that at the moment. But, uh, nice. Yeah, nice. There you go. There you go. Anyway, we should um, we should uh, we should talk about some some news and some some things. Oh yes, JD, I'll, I'll get that Bronco out to you, and you can start to have a think about what mm. you're going to do to to yours, about what pickups you're going to cut into it. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to that podcast series. It's going to be wonderful. But uh, but yes, let's uh, let's do some news. Um, Matt Knight, why don't we kick things off uh, with you? Um, your call. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we start with why don't we start with fuzz? Because we were going to talk about one of these things last week, and we never got round to it. Um, it seems to be a very fuzzy month. Um, obviously, Boss released their tone bender. Uh, I had to put a lot of work into that. All gone, sold out in half a day. Um, in uh, in Europe, which was uh, which was pretty amazing, uh, and then hot off the heels, um, two other fuzz pedals. Um, so we'll start with um, let's start with Electro Harmonics have added yet another pedal to their insane company catalogue. Oh, I think I first saw this posted in one of the forums and just assumed it was another. Um, one of their weird leaks where someone had got hold of a product catalogue or something that had just sort of never really um, happened and then saw the official video. They seem to flip between doing a video with someone who works at Electro Harmonics and then Bill Rupert, who is one of the most legendary demo people. His um, Electro Harmonics demos are incredible. Um, so they have released the ripped speaker. Um, so this is based or inspired by um the kind of really early fuzz sound so think um the kinks Kinks, isn't it yeah yes yes i I was watching a a different bizarrely enough a different video that was a little bit older um about that sound and i think between a few members in the band no one has got a real account of what someone says it happened one way someone says it happened a different way someone says it was intentional someone said it was they did it by accident but um effectively a pen or pencil or some other sort of 
device ripped the cone of the speaker in the amp they were recording when they did you really got me um and that kind of inspired this kind of legendary fuzz sound which wasn't actually a fuzz pedal it was a ripped speaker um, and that's where electroharmonics have come up with this design so you've got volume tone fuzz and rip uh, so the rip <laughs> control is basically a bias control that sets the amount of clipping um to the top and bottom of the the waveform so i you basically the more you turn it up clockwise the 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 harder the the effect, the things get more spluttery. I'd imagine that, yeah, effectively they're doing it with biasing, so how much of power um, is going to the circuit. Uh, I haven't got a price, but I... Uh, oh, $99. I mean, it's, still oh, it's like 100 yeah. quid or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I was going to say. I watched a video of this, cheap. and actually, I thought it sounded really good. Um, I mean, you know, I'm well known for my general dislike of fuzz as a fuzz. Uh, kind of as a standard but um actually when you kind of turned down the rip and turned down the fuzz side of it it sounded really good um you know it did get you could make it sound really spluttery and horrible and uh you know to the point where i don't understand why anyone wants their guitar to sound like that uh but you could also make it sound like just kind of a cool drive pedal um mm. and yeah i find it absolutely mad that this pedal didn't come out 10 years ago. This doesn't seem like mm. a 2021 pedal. This feel, this feels like something that would have come out in like 2010 or something yeah, like that. I think it's, it's, um, it's mad. Or like when, when like they brought out all of those, like the East river drive and the, um, uh, the analogizer and all those, all those other pedals that came out around that sort of time. That's what this feels like. Uh, but it's, it's cool. I mean, yeah, like, like I say, the video video is really good. They, they were on the official EHX, uh demo they play it with a soul food as well uh which is you know a pedal that seems to have disappeared into obscurity but bloody hell what a great sounding drive um so yeah i i'm keen to hear one of these because i think it was uh, i think it sounded good you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. Soul Food was a great sounding drive. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was, it was everywhere for 
you know, 18 months or so. And then the first I, of the Clon clones. Well, yeah, it was one of the first. Uh, that and like the J Rocket Archer were the two kind of f- first widely available Clon style overdrives. And, um, you know, the, it came, if you remember, we were fighting for it for Gear of the Year. I only missed out on Gear of the Year in 2013, I think, to right. the Deco. Um, that's a that's a, a worthwhile pedal to to lose out to, I think. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, with you know the benefit of eight years hindsight, I've just about calmed down. So that's you know. <laughs> um, but the uh, but uh, the base soul food again was the was that was what kind of o- overshadowed the soul food for me because um, you had a blend control, um, and I thought it sounded great with the guitar, but. Yeah, you don't really see many soul foods nowadays, and uh, it's a shame because it's a wicked pedal. But yeah, like I say, this uh, that and the rip speaker together, I thought sounded absolutely fan bloody tastic. I I preferred the bass soul food with guitar. I didn't really like it with yeah. bass. It was just a bit too. For me, it still sounded like you were putting a guitar drive, you know, on a bass. It was just yeah. very very mid heavy, like too much, really really mid focus. But on a guitar, I think you're probably right. It probably was that blend control, but it was just it seemed very dynamic. Very sort of rich and full-bodied. Um, yeah. Oh, what a great pedal. 70 quid, Soul Food. It's not very much money, is uh, it? That's great. Yeah. Still a great really, pedal. Really, really good. Yeah, great Still pedal. Still a great pedal. Um, and yet on the other side of things, uh, Benson have released a new fuzz, Germanium Fuzz Without the Fuss. Um, so basically, what is very cool here is they are claiming the first fuzz pedal with automatic thermal bias technology so thermal bias technology yes so basically germanium transistors are very very sensitive and they are generally sensitive to things like heat um which is why you know you'll get some vintage fuzz pedals that will sound really good in the morning and might sound terrible in the evening or might sound different from gig to gig. And that is, is can be down to a number of things, but generally down to temperature. Um, so what they've done is, is built in a circuit that basically regulates the temperature of the transistor um, through the power supply. Um, so it's always set to like an ideal bias basically um so it always sounds the same which is a good thing um especially when you know you like the sound of a germanium fuzz or you know an old fuzz face or something similar um but yeah it always sounds very very different what they've also done on top of that is they have um installed a buffer in the uh the front end which basically feeds a passive pickup simulator so that what that means is that you can put the fuzz pedal anywhere in your pedal chain so fuzz pedals especially germanium ones are super sensitive to input impedance which means that they have to be the first pedal in your chain they don't work after uh, active pickups for example Um, and depending on how they're placed in the chain or what might come after them might also affect the sound Um, so they've basically fixed all of those problems in this fuzz pedal there was another fuzz pedal that came out a number of years ago by a company called King Tone that had a little light that when you biased, set the bias control, it lit up when it was in an optimal range. Um, but effectively, this one is doing it com- 
completely for you. Um, so yeah, just volume and gain and then an impedance control so you can match it to the rest of your pedal board. Um, but yes, very, very cool. Nice this to see. is very cool. Mm. Yeah, it's a great idea, um, especially for people who I love that sort of 60s fuzz sound but want something that's a little bit more stable. Um, so yeah, they say the pedal is designed to operate between freezing and 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Um <laughs> JD, what is that in normal people's temperature? 100 degrees Fahrenheit would be roughly 40. Oh, okay, yeah, it doesn't oh, get that. Far too it doesn't hot. Doesn't get that. Far too hot. I mean, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> um, Stay out of this desert, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in we're in rain and snowland here. Well, actually, it's not been snow for ages, is it? It's very windy though. This is yeah. We like ambient temperatures of, you know, Seven. about. About yeah, between seven and eleven degrees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was getting excited that it's supposed to be fourteen on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, I went out for a run in minus three. It was oh, lovely. Bad. I mean, it was good because you feel like Rocky. You feel really like yeah, I'm out in the weather, uh, you know, and I'm I'm against the odds. And then you get home, and you're like, I hurt. Yeah, the the only t- I, I went out a couple of days ago and it was it was cold. the The coldest run that I did was when I went to visit uh, my girlfriend's family f- uh, for Christmas one year. So we were in Philadelphia in Christ- at Christmas, and I I did a f- I did five k in minus eleven, which was just like the worst thing I'd ever experienced. But it was it was great fun. It's great fun. Yeah, it's all it's all good when you come back and you say I did it, but not yeah. good when I avoided I avoided going to uh going for a run when I was uh in Palm Springs a couple of years ago, uh when it was like forty three degrees or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um when uh JD, you moved over at that point? Were you still um, no, I would I would have been there. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, because we were going to yeah, try. And, we were going to try oh, and meet yeah, up, yeah. weren't we? And it just yeah. it, it just didn't work out because I was there for about forty five minutes or something. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, ferocious. I just I just don't know how you. I do, what do you do? You just exercise in like the mornings or something. Yeah, a lot of it's it's. I mean, because it's usually only that hot for a couple hours. Yeah. About in the day, but yeah, like there's a lot of like early mornings or like late at night because it's. You know, at night it'll still be, you know, 30 degrees, which 30 was 30, 32 is about my perfect temperature in, in Palm Springs. But I mean, you know, here when we had those three days of low 30s and everyone almost died, you know, because <laughs> we have like, no air conditioning here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, like my place now is like only has windows on one side. You know, so it's yeah. just like, there's just no breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you, now you understand the pain. Yeah. But um, whatever the temperature, you can use this fuzz pedal f- with optimal performance. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for taking us away from the weather chat. <laughs> um, um, I've never I've never tried the Benson preamp. The only time I've played any Benson products is in the Chase Bliss uh, preamp Mark II. Um the the Benson preamp is obviously fantastic. Safe. So this yeah. is going to be yeah. I mean by by all the demos, um, yeah, sounds sounds really good. Um, you know, as long as you're prepared to wait the two to three minutes for an average sound correction, which I'm sure most of you are, Ooh. then um, no problem. It's basically got an internal heater by the sounds of it that basically keeps these things at optimal temperature. So pretty pretty. 
50 fancy. Any idea on a price, Matty? $299. Oh, um, I just think it's a shame that, as far as I'm aware, I'm not sure where you can get them in rainy old England. Um, because I just don't see enough of their amps. I want to see more of the amps over this way. Um, by the looks of it, I'm only seeing Guitar Box. Anyone heard of Guitar Box in the UK? Uh, oh, Anderton's are a dealer, but I don't know if they stock <laughs> the amps. Um, but I, I just think I, you know, always see, you know, Blake, you know, in his fancy Portland, you know, <laughs> talking about all these fancy people there making fancy gear, um, and he's got instant access to it, you know. We've got none of it. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd be super keen to try it. I'm really I'll keen tell you what he doesn't much. have, though. He doesn't have a, a house with windows only on one side. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have that. No air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have that. Although I think Portland, weather-wise, is probably pretty similar to... Yeah, yeah, it's... England, I yeah. guess. Maybe slightly hotter. Um you know, and also you can buy it from Five Star Guitars in Beaverton, which I think is a fantastic name for a town. It's a strong name, a strong name indeed. Now, I, you know, moving on to the next thing, I'm kind of a big fan of like floorboard amplifiers. Certainly, as I've got so into things like the Boss GT1000, the Line Six Helix, I think floorboard amplifiers are a wonderful way to kind of bring all those digital amp solutions into something where you can take a cab. Uh, you know to a to a gig when there are gigs again and get the most out of it and uh kind of the next the you know the next brand to join the floor amplification market are hughes and kettner jd yeah uh, yeah so hughes and kettner's uh came out with their um you know pedal amplifier uh two versions of it using their um, the spirit tone generator technology which I don't know I haven't looked at much of it about but I know it's I know it's all analog which is great and it really looks mm-hmm. like a like a really updated version of their tube man which I don't I don't know if you um, had ever used it or valve sir as I think it would probably be called here <laughs> uh, I, don't know if you've, I don't know if you if you played those but those were I used to I used to have a couple of those for various reasons and they were they're always great for sort of doing direct guitar stuff. So these, you know, have it's a, basically these these amp man are two channel amp um, two channel amps, fifty watts uh, in the four ohms. So if you're running, um, you know, four ohm cabs like 50, 50 watts there. But the thing that I really think is great is they have the their cab sims. So the red box uh, technology, like Hughes and Kettner, is one of the first to really nail that besides um besides you know like a uh, sans amp or sans yeah. amp yeah the first, um, you the know first like to be like professionally viable yeah like they were you know so so you're getting like tried and trusted technologies out of it plus like a like h and k amps like always sound really great and i always find that they're they're a brand that like i always like everything they put out but i never like they're never really first of mind when i'm thinking about what to sort of go to and i think like this may be a pretty good um pretty good option just you know to have one of those you know like a compact two channel pedal with amps certainly if you're you know chuck it on your pedal board and and same thing we talk about all the times with these just and then just go play a small gig or you know like in your 
um, you know, just trying to do some sort of light recording at home. You know, it's great to have if you have a a small a small cab to mic it up and or use the cab sims as well just to get like really a different feel for that. Um, I love that it's all analog as well. That's such a great advantage yeah. over a lot of the competition. Yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah, just everything like the the switches. I think there's four switches on, so they have a channel select boost. You have a effects loop on it as well, so nice. you can run everything in and around. Um, also, the switch is for taking that effects loop in and out, uh, which is great. And then just you know, general like solo, which is really just a boost. It feels like um, yeah, but I think these are these are excellent little things. Plus, they look quite cool. Um, and they're only about two and a half pounds, uh, weight wise. So one and a half kilo. Um, and it's just sort of, it's just, you know, perfect size to sort of chuck in a gig bag. If, if not just to, if nothing else, like, you know, I've, I've had several of those sort of like amp in a box kind of like preamps that are just great in case something happens to like a main rig or, you know, First, when when gigs are a thing again, obviously, but like, <laughs> but being able to to have like your tone or a tone that you know well that you can just take a direct out into whatever else is going there is pretty great. And being able to you know run these into the you know effects return of like a bigger amp or something like that, and just you know bypassing whatever whatever preamp you're getting from like a backline head, like it's yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was um, trying to understand what the difference is between because obviously I think it must have been twenty not, late twenty nineteen they released their um, Black Spirit range and then I think last year they had the Spirit Nanos the Spirit of Rock Spirit of Metal Spirit of Vintage um, and the Black Spirit two hundred also came in a floor version um, mm. which was very similar to this and I'm trying to. Sort of understand maybe was the where Black some Spirit of the di- very metal voiced though? Mm, I think it was more. I, I, maybe it was more of their sort of high gain voice. I'm guessing this yeah. amp. But then again, they've done an Amp Man classic and an Amp Man modern. Mm. Um, yeah. oh, is that what the difference is? I, I, I was going to ask what the two versions were. Um, um, yeah, I think one is one is more game, but it's similar because they've both got red box on the output. They've both got speaker outs. Um, I was just trying to have a look at how their website yeah. is sort of listing them. Um, yeah, I was just pulling it up because um, yeah, I was I just initially I didn't realize there was the difference between like the modern and classic. But yeah, it does. I think the the classic is one is is getting those you know like lower gain amps because that I mean that is a thing like the choose a Kettner amps like you it's like i know people that have them for very clean tones and then people that run them for very distinctive metal tones yeah where everything is super high gain and gated you know like that that sort of vibe and i it's yeah yeah kind of, yeah for sure the, um this is really cool 349 in euros as well um yeah. as, as a price point that's pretty good. This yeah, is pretty yeah. sharp. This is a great product. Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm, um, I, I kind of, one thing that, you know, puts a lot of people off is, you know, no valves and, and this, that and the other. But a similar product to this is the Blue Guitar from Thomas Blue. And every time I've seen him at a show, be it Nam or 
Uh, I saw him do a thing at Larvik Guitar Festival a couple of years ago, and he only ever plays his... Usually, I think he tours or travels with his vintage signature, but he has an original 60s Strat. Um, and he just... That into his, the blue guitar and then into PA. And his tone is always just amazing. Um, so I've got no doubt that this this Ant-Man will be... It, this appeals to me more than the Black Spirit. I, I don't know if it's a cosmetic thing or or what, but I, I didn't realise that, yeah, the original Ant-Man came out in 1991 and they'd been making the Red Box since 1989. I mean, what? that's crazy. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea about that. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. And Red Box is actually a really great little little product but yeah this little tube man even that looks funky i'm, I'm into that uh that early 90s design but these look great i think as a pedal board you know so many people now are just building small pedal boards with an amp on it basically and just going i'll just plug straight into a pa um, yeah yeah why not i mean yeah the, the thing that i think i mean so the the dual channel like but but being able to have like master volumes and then like general like volume tone gain there's like a sagging control presence resonance for each separate channel is this such a cool like such a cool thing to have and just so flexible so you can really dial in a really nice like if we're thinking about like the classic something dialing in like a really nice clean tone and then having like a really gnarly distorted tone just from this let alone all the other drives and everything else you're likely to have or any of the fuzzes, like the new EHS fuzz or the Benson fuzz that we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think these are super cool, look great. Um, well priced. Well done, Hughes and Kettner. We never talk about Hughes and Kettner, but this looks... And like I, I, so I should say too, they have a built-in noise gate, which I didn't say. So again, so if you if you are doing like, the, like on the modern one, there's a noise gate that you can put on there as well. So if you want to go ridiculously high gain and have you know feedback just from you know your unshielded instrument cable then like go for it and there's a noise gate that'll take care of it for you also a noise gate feels very early 90s yeah <laughs> but it's super cool <laughs> yeah, it does oh, well a cool product from hughes and kettner now jay cross i cannot remember the last time i've seen you get excited about a new release guitar um but this week you were you were very quick to get excited about uh, a couple of new products. Yeah, I was, and um, <clears throat> that was kind of before I saw the price. So I have tempered back a little <laughs> bit. But that aside, I do think it's worth talking uh, a little bit about the new uh, Rickenbacker models. Um, so they are completely and utterly bananas. So first up, we've got the Rickenbacker 480XC. So this uh, is which, a 90th anniversary. Just sorry, just to, as the yeah, yeah, it's yeah. to celebrate the 90th anniversary, um, which I'm sure JD can tell us about because yeah, uh, you were you started around then, I think, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. roughly. Yeah, um, so it was around 31. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple of years, a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the 480XC, which is their new guitar, and the 4005XC. Uh, which is their new bass. And uh, the thing that's cool about this is uh, what they've done is they've taken the guitar, they've taken the shape of one of their basses, the iconic 4003, and turned it into um, a guitar. And that's what has become the 480 XC. And then uh, the uh, 3... 
thirty. I I always get the two mixed up. This is a three thirty, isn't it? Three sixty is the yeah, curvy one. Three thirty is the angular one. Right? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot there, Jay. Yeah, no, no. I know it's no. been, you know, eighty eight years since you were yeah, there. So. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. the uh but so the, they've taken the shape of the three thirty and turned that into a bass. And um I just think they look incredible, especially the guitar, which appeals to me in the way that uh the Ibanez Iceman did when I first saw um, system of uh, uh, Darren Malakian playing one in in one of those System of a Down videos in like 2001 or whatever. I just think it looks absolutely incredible. It's weird and angular, but it's unlike guitars, which generally are kind of weird and angular. It still very much looks like a guitar, um, as opposed to a, a car that Homer has designed. You know, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I, ju- I just think it, it looks um, they, they just look amazing so in the guitar you've got um, the classic um, toaster pickup um, which is what you would expect to find in a, in one of the Rickenbackers like this um, available in Tobacco Glow which is a new finish to me as far as I mm. can remember um, and then also Jet Glow which is of course their iconic black with the like shark fin uh, inlays, um, and then the bass comes in a uh, uh, again the jet glow and the fire glow finish, the iconic fire glow finish. And you've you've got to see these because it's it looks like someone has teleported you into a parallel dimension and uh everything is exactly the same except for these two guitars which are completely the wrong way around and they look amazing now this they, sorry you uh, go ahead Joe. It, oh, i was gonna say like they sort of in the best way possible look like when you're watching cartoons yeah. and you see like a guitar like a guitar bass player and they like it's clear the the animator just googled guitar yes. and drew like it, like it looks like it's someone's like why does that bass have six strings and why does that guitar yeah. have four strings <laughs> like it very much like you would see like on like Rick and Morty or The Simpsons or something yeah, but yeah it, it's so. got what it's got like that kind of future retro uh, design, yeah. design yeah, to it it's like if which is such a difficult thing to do you know it, it looks very familiar but it is so strikingly different. Um, and I just, I can't get over how good the, uh, 480XC guitar looks. I just think it's, it's incredible. Now it is worth pointing out. They are a lot of money. Uh, the press release that I saw, well, the first, the first bit of information I saw about this suggested that they were three, five, nine, nine, but actually having seen them, uh, I think what's happened there is someone has just converted the price from dollars. Having looking at them, uh, when they're actually, in uh in shops they're looking closer to five grand which is a lot of money um but i just just think they look absolutely amazing they really just look so astonishing and uh yeah you've absolutely got to go and go go and check it out no it's it's not the first time rick and becker have made that 4003 shape as a guitar right Mm. that's that's existed before yeah, I think, well, I think, like, there's loads of stuff, like, in sort of the, what's referred to as the Reckenbacker Museum, you know, which is, like, John Hall's office, as I knew it, I don't know, it might be someone else's now, but it was, like, but it was basically, like, every, at least one model of every guitar and bass they had ever made, um, 
So like, uh, it's like a lot of these things, I'm like, oh, these look familiar, but I can't, <laughs> I can't quite place it whether or not it was, no, it was out for out for the public or not. You're right, Joe. The 480 is a model that existed in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, because uh, the um, you could get the the there was a, a Fakenbacker RG550, a Japanese one that I mm. see that I see coming up quite a lot, which is a guitar version of it. And whilst I'd not seen the Rickenbacker version of it, I, I was like, well, th- this can't exist without there being one to copy yeah. in the first place. Um, 1973 to 1984 was when the uh, 480 originally existed. I had no idea about this. This is complete completely new to me and um i'm sorry to tell you joe that the one that i'm looking at here on reverb uh it's not mist but it is burgundy um it <laughs> yeah i mean it looks truly incredible um oh, i mean it looks that. it look it looks more like a it's like a red wine color oh god the back as well bloody hell this is oh what a great looking guitar that's all i can say about this absolutely fan bloody tastic it's, I appreciate that this is, you know, the 90th anniversary, and that's why these are, uh, you know, the the prices of these are obviously quite so high. They're quite a limited edition, exclusive sort of thing. But, man, it's a shame that they're not just introducing these into the standard line and then we're, you know, able to pick them up for, you know, yeah. the sort of two grand mark. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing that, I mean, they may do, because, I mean, you look at these, like, they all have, so you look at some of the, the older stuff, like, there's there's some, like, especially in the bases, they've done the sort of 330, 360, semi-hollow bodies kind of before, but, like, you look at this one, it's a 330 body shape with checkerboard binding with a lot of, with crushed pearl inlay, so, like, a lot of the high-end, like, treatments that they they use on some of their like on the limited edition but i could absolutely see something like this if you know these will go well like these were all sell out before we probably even get oh, a chance to know that they're yeah, on yeah. sale like they these are probably sold out three years ago but like <laughs> it's it's one of those things that like to think about it. it's like oh that's so cool and like one of the things that i've been really impressed in the last couple years with rickenbacker is that they are starting to do something different than they've done before and like even if it's reintroducing like old models and and some stuff that still feels there like you know like a lot of the boutique stuff they've done different finishes like i've seen um some like of their the rickenbacker boutique where they'll have like you know purple and green and different blues and stuff and it's it just it's interesting because it feels like there's something bubbling under the surface of like oh why don't we just do these these are these are great let's let's put these out let's you know, just give people what they want. Yeah. You know, cause like, cause I would absolutely, you know, it's like have a 4,001, have a 4,003, have, you know, like all the, all the different bases that, that are there. I mean, like, cause they all have different vibes are all great. It's just, it really interesting to see. Yeah. It, it, I think it's very much, I watch this space with Rick and Becker at the moment. They of course released that signature base recently as well. Not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, well, and also the f- the five string bases yeah. with a with a that sort of like the triangle pickup, the pickup that looks like the the inlays. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to be yeah. It will be interesting to see what Rickenbacker 
um, do next. Now we are we are coming up to the the end of uh, this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. I realised right at the start. I forgot to introduce this week's new patrons. That's not like you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got two new top-tier backers, two new $10 patrons this week. So, you know, thank you very much to John Conaway and to Eric Vaughan for joining us at that top-tier. Look forward to, you know, your name featuring in the in the song at the end. I'm Bam. Really... What a couple of legends. What a couple of legends indeed. I might record a new song soon. I've got this real sort of like Blink 182-esque song at the end. But I think I might try and make something new. Maybe maybe this week. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But um, um... We should talk about your uh recording and mastering uh escapades of this <laughs> week on the over uh, on the patreon, on, on the patreon yeah. yeah we will yes we're going to talk the about... sad story of a boy who refuses to pay someone to do some work for him <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about this incredible new very affordable um old blood utility thing and we'll take some questions from the group as well over on our uh, Patreon special episode. Uh, you can join us over there and you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At the dollar tier, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. $5 will get you access to the Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. And $10 gets you the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episodes episode discussion thanks very much for listening you've been lovely we've been the guitar nerds farewell cheers gang Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.